Welcome to this special bonus episode of CBL Speaks. Throughout this season, we've asked our interviewees to share their thoughts about today's important topics. In this episode, our CBOs talk about governance. Shared governance is very important within a university. Um, we have, like I said, an, an incredible amount of very bright people. That being said, I think you have people who are very much subject matter experts in different areas. And we allow people who are those subject matter experts to make decisions in a collaborative fashion, in a transparent fashion. But sharing that governance is very, very important. Governance is nerdy, wonky stuff. Um, it's quiet, it's patient, it's always important. It's not just for the lawyers. Um, many of us who have our toes and feet in the world of governance understand how valuable it is for the stability of our institutions, those of us who deal with compliance and audits and, and all kinds of matters, but also knowing that it is sort of the basis of stability for our institutions. Um, knowing that it's a foundation of stability is very important. And everyone who is at a not-for-profit should have some foundation of knowing that there are some basic rules that govern our institutions that aid to our stability. And stewardship is a piece of governance. And the way we operate when working in our institutions, stewardship should be part of understanding that we need to learn a little bit about how we're governed and be responsible for that. Yeah, so governance is, um, I think, an issue that many of us are facing, not just from, and we think governance, and when I hear governance, I typically think board governance, right? And, and yes, we want to make sure we have kind of high-functioning boards. But there's also a governance structure that exists at the organization. And I think we're being looked upon in a number of ways in terms of how the institutes, institutions governed, right? So that includes um, organizational roles and responsibilities. It also includes how we're assessed from a governance perspective by outside entities. So the topic of uh, ESG has gotten a lot of interest and press and attention. I think as we think about governance, we probably need a lens in which to think about it. And I think that lens is more and more becoming an ESG lens. So if you're kind of dissecting or diagnosing your governance, right, is there a framework you can use that identifies where your governance may be strong and perhaps where it isn't? And I think more and more of that ESG framework is the framework we look to, to uh, sort that out. I think that framework is probably applied broadly across an institution. You could apply it to your department if you like, or, you know, your division or, you know, across your leadership team. It becomes more challenging as you apply it across like the board and whatnot. But I think all of us need some collective framework that we can use to apply our, our governance approaches and our governance decisions. And I think the ESG framework is, at least at this point in time, the framework that seems to be kind of taking hold is the one that many people want to pursue. Governance is key. Um, finding ways to work together and collaborate on the, the challenges that we face on a day-to-day -day basis and some of the larger challenges our institutions face is going to be key. And so finding ways to appreciate that governance model in a new way to um, show respect and also thanks and appreciation for our governing boards, but also for our faculty senates, for our staff senates, for our student associations, that governance model, um, there's something special in that model that we've got to cherish and keep fresh. 
CPOs really need to have strong relationships uh, with our governing boards. In the uh, in Arizona, we have the Arizona Board of Regents. Uh, it's very critical that that I get to know each regent individually and understand uh, what they are passionate about, so that I can make sure that I give them information that they need uh, about what's happening at the University of Arizona. It's also important for us to have relationships with uh, the staff in our governing organizations and to have. Uh, relationships with our shared governance partners on campus. It could be the faculty senate, our undergraduate student organizations, graduate student organizations, staff organizations. CBOs really need to be connected to all of those constituents. With respect to higher education, the concept of shared governance um, has been and remains and will continue to be really the, the bedrock of the, the, the beauty behind the governance of, of shared shared governance concept in higher education institutions. It may not be shared decision-making, but it's certainly shared governance with respect to important decisions, just the dialogue between the board and administration and faculty, absolutely at the core of this wonderful industry. Shared governance is the backbone of any university system. Uh, as I, uh, you know, we at the CBO, uh, we have to understand the shared governance is such an important structure within the organization, within the university system. Uh, we have to respect it. We, we may not always agree with things that they may have to say, but we have to collaborate with them and work with them and come up with a consensus-based solution to keep the university moving forward. Governance is something that uh, I've always uh, felt very strongly about, especially in higher ed. I've come to have a great appreciation for what's called shared governance. And I think it's uh, in a neat model and it's not one that I was introduced to before coming to higher ed, but um, I, I think shared governance when done right um, can really be a, a strong platform for an institution. Yeah, the, the governance structures are also important. We play as chief business officers. We're the connector points between governance structures of the university and really the university and our, our staffs uh, solely. And so uh, I think you have to have a high level knowledge of how your operation works, the governance structures that are in place, the individuals that make up that governance body, but also uh, develop a, lot, a, hard, a high level of trust for, uh, with those individuals so governance can, can flourish in your institution. Oh, governance. I could talk forever about governance. I mean, you could think about it from the Board of Regents level. You could think about it from the executive level. Um, I like to think about shared governance um, because that's so important to universities. And although the definition by AAUP is really about faculty and administration, I think there are roles also for the employees. In our case, it's called employee council and our student government. Uh, but we got to pay attention to it. Uh, none of us can lead in a vacuum. Governance is incredibly important in higher ed and shared governance and in the modern age. And that is not just faculty. That's also boards and students and staff. 
and uh, grad students, uh, teachers. And to me, one of the most important things we all do in our role is we get the chance to bring multiple parts of the governance structure together to have meaningful discussion and dialogue. Governance in higher ed is exceedingly important um, and somewhat unique from other industries because of the shared governance structure that includes more than just the board and the officers of the institution, but also incorporates faculty and staff in many cases. And with the appropriate level of collaboration across all those constituencies, I think shared governance can be a very powerful tool for ensuring that the most critical decisions are the right ones that set the institution up for the future. Today, we heard from Glenn Nakata, Christopher Lee, Jim Mateo, Chris Martin, Lisa Rolney, Julie Gard, Manish Kumar, Doug Schantz, William Nunez, Ruth Johnston, Jeff Chadas, and Maisha Williams. You can find full episodes of CBO Speaks from all of these CBOs by visiting nakubo.org under Professional Development and then click Podcasts or by subscribing to CBO Speaks and Apple Podcasts to get the latest episodes instantly.